What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It's finally Friday, guys. We made it. We made it to Friday. It's Friday, February the 9th in the year of our Lord 2024. This is episode 1020-1020 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. They will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, we've got a great show for you today. It is jam-packed. I got Scott Whittington, the son of Kenson, dancing in the hallway right now, throwing up the ECU crossbars. That's what that is, right? Yeah, crossbones, crossbones. Yeah, 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 there you go. Because we've got a great show for you today. Let me tell you something. And joining me in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Friday guest. He's our NASCAR, NHL, Carolina Hurricanes expert, Paul Whittington. Uh, will be joining us. NHL is finally back following the all-star breaks. The Canes had a huge win last night at PNC Arena. And more important to uh, Paul than anything else, the Daytona 500 is only nine days away. That's right. It's in single digits now, uh, NASCAR fans. So, uh, yeah, uh, Paul's going to be excited to talk. To him. We'll talk a little uh, big game with him, too, that uh, takes place in a couple of days in Las Vegas. You know, it, it, it rhymes with Looper Show. Yeah, okay. Hey, the Super Bowl, it's this uh, Sunday, and we'll talk to him about that and just everything else. Can't wait to talk to Paul, man, about that. And in fact, a little uh, tease to next week, we'll be doing the show live from his uh, awesome man cave in Garner, North Carolina, next week, as we will be, uh, as I'll be on my way to the HBCU uh, event in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. And so, like I said, doing the show from his house next Friday, and then jumping on an aeroplane and going to go see Isaac Parson and Jeremy Dixon and Amaji Dodd play in uh, Indianapolis and the Rising Stars game and all this other stuff. Man, I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun. But we'll be talking about that. That's for next week to talk about. But Paul Whittington, like I said, joining us here in less than 20 minutes. It is Friday, so you know what that means. TGIF with IP. It's our weekly NIL visit with Winston-Salem State star point guard Isaac Parson. It starts our second hour every Friday here on the show. Got to tell you, uh, the Rams have had a little bit of a tough run the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, they've lost two straight. They've lost the two games since the last time we talked to Isaac in three of their last four. So uh, we'll be talking to him about that and how they're going to uh, get everything, get that ship righted over there at uh, Winston-Salem State. But, man, can't wait to talk to him. Uh, they've got a big, they've got a couple of big games coming up, and they're both home games. Tomorrow at home against Claflin, a team that beat them earlier this year. And then uh, next week, they take on Fayetteville State, a team they uh, lost to uh, earlier this year down in Fayetteville. 
and they have a, a chance to redeem themselves on that. But again, it's struggling a little bit, and uh, going to talk to uh, Isaac about that and see what's going on with the program. Uh, but again, uh, that'll be uh, kickoff for second hour. But man, let me tell you something. I am so excited about this. We've saved the best of the week for last as we'll welcome former ECU star and NFL player uh, Terrence Copper. He played for the Cowboys, the Saints, the Ravens, the Chiefs. He is going to be right here in our plush, well-lit, and well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to get his picks on that. We're going to talk to him about his amazing son, Tyreek, uh, who is a star for both the uh, Kinston uh <laughs> playing for both the Kinston uh, football teams and basketball teams. Uh, man, also, you've already heard me talking to him. We're going to be joined by the son of Kinston, Scott Whittington. He's going to be in studio, too, to help with that interview. Man, I got to tell you, I got to thank Scott for this, for introducing me to uh, Terrence. Uh, you know, he comes to the games to support his son. He stays pretty low profile, but, man, what a great guy. We had him here on the show a couple of weeks ago. Asked him if he would come on uh, for our final show before the Super Bowl, and he graciously said yes. Not only that, he's coming in to uh, talk to us here in studio, so very, very, very excited about that. And I uh, can't wait to talk to him about, man, like I said, I've got a, a list of questions. I want to talk to him about ECU football. I want to talk to him about uh, being the father of, uh, you know, after himself being a nationally recruited player when he was in high school at Little Washington, uh, about what it's like for him, and it's just going to be fun. If you have a question you would like me to ask uh, Terrence Copper, do not hesitate. Send it to me uh, either if you've got the digits. Keith King, if you want me to ask him a question, you let me know. Send it to me, and I will ask him anything that you guys want me uh, to ask him. Uh, but again, what a show this morning, man. Paul Whittington. Isaac Parson, Terrence Copper, Scott Whittington. How does it get any better than this? By God, I don't know. I'll tell you what, let's jump right in. I'll tell you what, before we jump into the old monologue here, let us uh, thank uh, our good friends over at Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show as uh, they have been pretty much since day one of the show. Uh, so again, and one of our day one sponsors too, along with UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Technology Service Provider, uh, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arendelle Parrot Academy. We appreciate those. I mean, they've been with us. Uh, what for a thousand and twenty shows? Those uh, sponsors have been with us every single show, and then uh, all our other sponsors too that have been with us for the majority of the time. But you have know, dropped out here and there or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But we appreciate them. These uh, those sponsors we just told you about. They help bring uh, Friday night football coverage, uh, our uh, basketball coverage from uh, Harlan Neal and Barry Stallings and Jason Bryant, and then, of course, the Brian Hank Show, too. Thank you, Down East Protection Systems, to King's Restaurant, to Elite Land Management, to uh, the Kinston Police Department, to Davis Wholesale Tire, to Mills International, to uh, Rillo Discount Drugs. 
Thank you to Lenore County Public Schools, to Lenore Tire and Appliance, Tire and Appliance, and also the Down East Wood Ducks. Man, I've got some exciting things uh, that I'll be sharing with you about the Down East Wood Ducks out here over the next few weeks as uh, we get geared up for that season, which, as you know, with LCC playing baseball now, you know it's just right around the corner. Uh, less than two months, we'll have uh, the Down East Wood Ducks back uh, in town. And we're not done yet. I'll, I will probably be saying that every time I say something about the Wood Ducks. But uh, that is exciting, and that is right around the corner. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Underdog Fantasy. Uh, man, the big game, two days away. You need to get signed up for Underdog Fantasy and play along with me and Jason Bryant and Paul Whittington and everybody that's been a part of uh, of uh, Underdog Fantasy since we since they've become a sponsor of uh, the Brian Hanks Show. Listen, go to UnderdogFantasy.com, download the free app, and if, on your initial deposit, on your very first deposit, you uh, put in a hundred dollars. By God. They will match your $100 if you use promo code HANKS. That's H-A-N-K-S. Use the promo code. You can get up to a free $100. I did it when I signed up, and uh, I, I got my free $100 too. And uh, I'm still up. I did a couple last night, and as I've I've always told you, I will never be issue about this stuff. Had a couple of tough losses last night, but uh, still doing well. I've already put in some of my big game uh, guesses. Now, what you do is you either pick higher or lower uh, if you think that uh, the team or the player is going to have, uh, let's say Christian McCaffrey, which is a good one. Uh, that's that's my the one that I think they're giving us free money on, and I'll even tell you they've even pushed it up some since the last time that uh, I talked to you about this. They've got Kiss, Christian McCaffrey with where well, they did originally with eighteen and a half carries. He has averaged uh, in the playoffs about twenty two, and I think they're going to establish a, a ground game. So, long story short, uh, I took uh, I did more than eighteen and a half carries. They've now even moved that up to 19, and I think I saw 19 and a half carries because everybody knows that everybody is taking the more than. That's my free one to you. I really think that that's going to happen. But you can take Brock Purdy. What is he going to – how many yards is he going to throw for? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, is he going to have a rushing touchdown? Which, no, by the way, definitely take – no, he's not had one all season. He's not going to have one in the Super Bowl, I don't think, if he's gone all season without it. So uh, there's a couple of uh, freebies for you there from me who's done a pretty good job with these. But like I said, I've already got three or four of the big game ones in, and then as we get closer to the game, I'm going to do that too. Man, I had the Parks and Rec meeting last night and uh, hung out with uh, Dr. Gary Wojcicki, going to his Super Bowl party on Sunday night. So I'll be uh, playing it there and uh, eating all of Dr. Wojcicki's food. Just joking, I'll just some of it but underdogfantasy.com uh da, 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 da. Ooh, keith spence jumps in with some advice here i don't know he says the chiefs are going to stack the box to try to stop christian mccaffrey so he said bet brock purdy over his passing yards that's a good one there spence now spence have you signed up for uh, underdog fantasy yet because uh I, listen i'll give you a free hundred dollars we'll see Spence later on this afternoon anyway. But, hey, uh, there you go. I like that, Spence. If you have some advice out there you'd like to give, uh, hit me with it. But that's underdogfantasy.com. Again, use promo code HANKS. Have fun uh, this weekend uh, playing that. Listen, it's not just NFL. It's not just NBA. You can do college basketball. You can do uh, uh, English Premier League soccer. 
they've they literally have 20 different games that you can uh play on uh underdog fantasy so, ha- so have fun with that hey uh jason will want me to tell you as i will be telling you every day between now and a month from now on saturday march the 9th the wrns st jude golf classic will be saturday march 9th at cutter creek uh, go to wrns.com click on the golf tournament logo and register there you heard uh jason here on the show yesterday just passionately speaking about this this is one this is one of his babies man i mean he takes care of a lot of stuff for uh, wrns including yours truly but uh this is uh, it's a passion project for uh jason uh getting money to saint jude to help uh children and their families who can't afford medical treatment and really good medical treatment uh but just thousands of dollars i mean hundreds of thousands of dollars have been raised by folks here in eastern north carolina and again, uh, this golf tournament, it's a big deal to Jason. It's a big deal to St. Jude. It should be a big deal to you, too, to uh, to help out those kids at St. Jude. Okay. Uh, man, how about this? A bit of breaking news uh, coming out of deep run overnight. Uh, Got to give credit here to uh, to Michael Humphrey and to uh, Noose News Sports. Uh, I didn't realize Noose News Sports was, was on top of it, too, but uh, Jason called my attention to Michael Humphrey had reported, and then, like I said, it's all News News uh, Sports is reporting, that South and boys basketball coach Thomas Earp has been, uh, is no longer the basketball coach there at South and uh, A couple of different messages there. Michael Humphrey is saying that he was relieved of his duties. Uh, the official thing coming out of South and is that uh, – uh, that he resigned on his own, that he had family duties and that kind of stuff, that said Thomas Earp stepped down. And how about this? Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, Coach uh, Pierce has just uh, messaged me too just to uh, let me know, yeah, that uh, uh, Coach Earp resigned as a head coach. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, big news. Uh, two games left in the season for uh for south lenore hey uh listen gotta get like again gotta give credit here to uh new snooze sports uh they've got uh confirmation from athletic director will harrell and i had uh i've sent a message to him too but uh, thank you coach pierce for that confirmation too that uh coach erp this is a quote uh coach erp has some personal things going on and had to step away so uh again thank you to uh michael humphrey thank you to new snooze sports for uh, reporting that and uh again listen we give credit where credit is due here when you see that. Uh, when, you, when you hear about that stuff, listen, Coach Earp, it was just a, that was a tough situation. It was just a tough year playing in a really, really tough uh, East Central 2A conference, too. And uh, I, I'm going to miss talking to him. We had him on the show a couple of times. Good dude, man. I mean, just a good dude. I, hope, I don't know what's next for him. But I wish him well, and like I said, just uh, I really uh, admire as tough a season as they're having. Let me tell you something. It's the same thing with Coach Pierce too, and and all our other coaches, but specifically down at South Lenore. I mean, if stuff isn't up on uh, uh, on Max Preps, I'll text these coaches before the show starts and hit them up and say, "Hey, you know, how'd you do last night?" Let me tell you something. Uh, Coach Earp, even though he's having a tough season, uh, Coach Pierce, who's having a pretty good season, he is really, uh, tell you what, I'm really excited to see what South North girls basketball is going to do here over the next couple of weeks. But I'm telling you, both those guys, man, have been just class individuals. You text somebody at 6.15 in the morning or 6.20 in the morning, they immediately answer you. 
there's something to be said for that. And listen, uh, Coach Thomas Serb, Coach Zach Pierce, all the folks down at South North, and like I said, even all our other coaches too. I mean, I do this quite a bit with Burt Potter over at Bethel or uh, uh, all our other coaches. I'm, I'm not going to go through the laundry list of everybody. But I really, really do appreciate them. And again, good luck to uh, Thomas Earp and his future. I, I, uh, I appreciate him, uh, and uh, I just hope I hope hope his uh, future is bright. I definitely do think that. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, and I, you know what, I, I think that uh that text that i got was from the principal because it just says it's pierce i'm assuming that might be i was assuming it was <laughs> coach pierce but it's not his number i think it's uh the principal at south north so thank you ms pierce i appreciate that uh heads up uh and again uh the the official uh confirmation is that he resigned not that he was uh, relieved of his duties and uh there you go so thank you thank you thank you to uh, all the folks down at south north i definitely appreciate you uh, you folks down there okay uh lcc men's basketball they're at home uh this sunday on super bowl sunday that'll be at two o'clock against southwest virginia lcc baseball i tell you what you want to have a, a fun day before you watch the super bowl get your butt out to lcc because uh the baseball team is going to uh, they play today at william peace university up in raleigh at four o'clock then they have a four game set versus uh, camp community college from franklin virginia that's saturday and sunday and it starts at noon both days at lancer field so uh, again how about that you could go out watch some uh, lcc baseball uh da, 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 da. uh and again just uh confirm thank you miss bryant from uh, uh south north for confirming that i really do appreciate you for uh confirming that uh news about uh coach Earp. okay okay uh, you want to have fun on Sunday for the Super Bowl? Go out to LCC. You watch the baseball team take on a uh, Camp Community College uh, all weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and then uh, the LCC men's basketball team is at home at two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, the baseball team is eleven and ten overall, nine and seven in Region Ten. It's a big game against Southwest Virginia on Sunday. And then again, like I said, LCC baseball five games over the next three days. Uh, today at William Peace at four, then a four-game set versus Camp Community College from Franklin, Virginia, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Both those games start, or both those doubleheaders starting at noon. Uh, ECU men's basketball they are play Saturday tomorrow at uh, University of Texas. Excuse me, University of Texas at San Antonio. They're eleven and twelve overall, four and six in the American. The ECU women's basketball team they are home versus Charlotte Saturday at two. Uh, and, uh, I will be on the mic for that game, uh, tomorrow at two o'clock. So if you, you head out to ECU tomorrow and you're like, wait a minute, I recognize that voice. It's because it's me. Hey, uh, ACC, we'll get into that with Paul here in a second. The Hurricanes will get into, uh, that with Paul here in a second. Let me let you know about, uh, high school basketball tonight. And man, it is crazy, crazy busy tonight. Kinston's boys and girls. Uh, they are at Wallace Rose Hill tonight. The Kinston boys are 16 and five overall. They're nine and one in the East Central 2A. The Wallace Rose Hill boys are eight and nine overall. They're five and three in the conference. Uh, the Kinston girls they're 11 and 11 overall. They're three and seven in league play. And the Wallace Rose Hill girls are four and 13 overall. They're two and six in East Central 2A. Uh, Kinston uh, swept uh, Wallace Rose Hill the last time they played them. That was at home on January 16th. 
The boys won 71 to 66. The girls won 49 to 36. Uh, North and Orr's boys and girls, they have identical 7 and 13 overall records, 3 and 6 in the East Central 2A. They are home tonight versus James Keenan. Uh, James Keenan boys are 12 and 6 overall. They're 6 and 3 in the league. The girls are 10 and 9 overall. They're 4 and 5 in league play for James Keenan. Uh, the boys beat. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, North and North boys lost to James Kenyon the last time. They played them 60-38 to 38 on January 16th. However, the uh, North and North girls won 40-33 to 33 again on January 16th. South and North, you just heard us talking about uh, the, uh, the, the change in uh, uh, leadership over with the boys program. Uh, they are 3-17 and 17 overall. They're 0-10 in league play. They're losers of 10 in a row. Uh, the South and North girls are 7-12 and 12 overall. They're 3-7 and seven uh, uh, in league play, uh, they are home versus East Duplin today. It's senior night at South Lenora High School. Uh, East Duplin's boys are two and eighteen overall. They're one and eight in the conference. The East Duplin girls are eighteen and two overall. They're eight and one in league play. Uh, South Lenore, uh lost at South uh, or at East Duplin last time they played. They were swept. In fact, the boys lost seventy six to sixty on January sixteenth. The girls lost fifty two to twenty eight. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy. Uh, they are. Uh, at home tonight against Greenville Christian. Uh, Green Central, they are home versus West Craven today. Aiden Grifton uh, is, uh, but, but they played, they actually played last night. They lost, uh, the boys lost 50 to 43. I'm uh, correction. Trying to get this right here for Green Central. Uh, they, or I'm sorry, Aiden Grifton. They lost at uh, Southwest Edgecombe last night, 62 to 53. The Aiden Grifton girls, uh, no result for that one. And uh, after last night, they are off until a week from today at Washington. Jones Senior uh, was uh, swept at home last night by Chocolate South Side, uh, and then uh, they play tonight against uh, Lejeune. Uh, I tell you what, let's get a. Uh, our good friend Paul Whittington up on the line with us. As we do that, though, uh, we'll, we'll do some hometown heroes with him when we get him up here on the line, too. But as we are doing that, let me thank our good friends over to Rendell Parrot Academy. David Moody and Rendell Parrot Academy, they are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kenston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including... Uh, Newburn, Kenston, Greenville, Goldsboro, Jacksonville in the last half century. Parrot Academy has grown to a, uh, a student body that now has uh, more than 700 students and includes children in grades TK through 12. Uh, listen, APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road. Right here in Kenston, tell them, uh, when you go see Mr. Moody, tell him uh, the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, he is our uh, our NHL expert. He's our NASCAR expert. I know he's giddy as a schoolgirl that uh, Daytona's only five days, or nine days out, nine days out. It's our good friend Paul Whittington joining us on the Spence Automotive guest line. How are you doing this morning, dude? I'm doing good, and you were right. We are Chase Elliott days away <laughs> from the Daytona 500. Nine more days. See, I thought you were going to go longer, so I was taking a sip there. No, see, I would disagree. I would say we are Bill Elliott days away. That is true. Hey, we are Elliott family days away. <laughs> there you go. Man, 
I got to tell you, I tell you what, if you want to start with NASCAR, heck, we'll start with NASCAR, man. Uh, one of the things that I've seen come out of, uh, of, uh, what happened, uh, what, uh, last Sunday or last Saturday night, mm-hmm. actually with, uh, the, the Bush clash is pretty much everybody. It's been almost a universal call. I think everybody appreciated the Southern California experience. Everybody, you know, appreciated, uh, the little quarter mile race that they had, uh, that, uh, Denny Hamlin ended up winning, but I'd say that that was probably the last time we're going to see that. Is that correct? It certainly feels like it. I mean, it's not guaranteed. They they haven't announced where next year's clash is going to be. They uh, they they haven't completely announced that the LA Coliseum is is packed up completely and in the history books. Uh, so they've left the door open for a return. But I got to tell you, there seems to be a lot of drivers. And Dell Earnhardt Jr. said this on the uh, the Dell Jr. download yesterday. And you know, Kyle Busch ran this. Uh, this poll on his Twitter account and a lot of other drivers have spoken as well. They feel as if it's time to take the clash back to Daytona. And, and there are certain, there are some drivers like, like a Denny Hamlin who aren't necessarily opposed to it, but the owner in Denny Hamlin doesn't want to go there and just tear up race cars for a free non points paying race. So there's pros and cons to going back to Daytona, but I got to tell you, it's starting to feel like we could see the clash return to Daytona. Wow. Is that something that you would welcome? I do. And, and I think, I think Del, Del Earnhardt Jr. Um, and, and to his point, Denny Hamlin also kind of covered this. The clash was a good little sneak peek into what we maybe could see for the Daytona 500. And it was kind of that extra practice run. Yeah, it didn't involve the full field. It involved historically uh, previous champions and past poll winners. And I think because we had gotten away from consistently qualifying during the, the COVID era. Uh, they were just looking at race winners to run the clash. And so all, all that to arrive back at the point that however you, however you formulate the field, you got this good little kind of very brief understanding of who was going to be good in the Daytona 500, who was going to, you, you have the, the favorite going into speed weeks, well, maybe that favorite just was slow in the clash. And all of a sudden you have a new favorite because one particular race car kind of shot out of a cannon and looked like uh, they were going to all of a sudden have a great speed week. So uh, there was a lot of benefit to, to running at Daytona. So I'm all about going back to Daytona. Keep it on the oval. Don't go back to that road course, though. Well, let me ask you this: If uh, if it's not at Daytona, and we've got to remember too, and I know I stupidly last yeah. week suggested that, oh, why don't we do it in North Wilkesboro? Well, dude, who knows what it's going to be like in early February in North Wilkesboro, North yeah. Carolina, in the foothills of the you know of uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. So obviously, it's not going to go to North Wilkesboro, and that was a silly thing for me to even bring up. And I got I got busted on it a couple of times by people. You'll appreciate that, Paul. <laughs> But if it's not at Daytona, if it's not in California, give me a, a couple of places where you wouldn't mind seeing it, uh, seeing the, the clash run. Well, well, see, that's the thing because it's it's kind of hard to think of what facilities out there exist that would be able to to accommodate something like that. I mean, yeah, there's local short tracks. The local short tracks would need a lot of capital improvement. For, for NASCAR to be able to come there and safe, safely run a race the way that they do races. Um, 
and then beyond that, just going to other venues like the the LA Coliseum, like what actually exists out there where you can do that? What actually exists out there that has a a a tunnel that comes on to the property so you can get the cars in and out? Um, what out there is among stadiums being built today? What out there is still doesn't have a roof because you can't you can't have a roof if you're going to run a NASCAR race. Um, and so, and then you got to also think about the warm climate. So you're really looking at markets like Florida, Texas, uh, maybe Arizona, although it would never be Arizona because we, we already run the championship race there. Uh, California, I know the, the Southern California market is very important to NASCAR. Uh, so there's only but like a few places climate wise uh, and then stadium wise that you could actually run it. And, and when you start to factor in, like all these different things that the LA Coliseum has that other stadiums don't, I just I don't know what's left out there, Brian. Um, I mean, yeah. like maybe maybe the Cotton Bowl comes to mind, maybe. Yeah. Um. I I just I I don't know. You can't go to NFL stadiums because you would have to like if you wanted to do it at Jerry World, and I know Jerry World's got a uh, um got a roof but that was one of the names that was that was in Kyle Bush's poll as a just kind of a joke entry but you have to rely on them not running or not not making it to the playoffs because you have to start laying that groundwork uh really at the end of December beginning of January so that knocks out every NFL city every single one well, uh, well except for except for Washington or the Panthers you know they're not going to make the playoffs <laughs> so you know <laughs> that's right that's right, but they can't have a home game in January. If they have any sort of a home game in January, which includes the last week of the regular season, it's out. Well, so you're what, not. What about like a Talladega or a Phoenix or somebody like that? I mean, is there a possibility you might see that then? Well, like I said, we're we're not going to go to Arizona because we run the championship race there. Okay. We already okay. get Phoenix two races per year. Um, I I don't think it would be Talladega. Um, also because we run two races there per year, but also Alabama can get a little cold this time of year. That's true. That's and, true. And, and that coupled with the fact that Alabama's or Talladega's fairly early on the schedule, um, so yeah, just do the right thing and put it back in Florida. Put it back at Daytona and just make speed weeks. I know one of the things I was watching. This is okay. This is me editorializing, Paul. <laughs> but I know one of the things I saw was people miss speed weeks. You know, I mean that was when. Yeah. You know, I know you're a big 24 hours Rolex guy, and <laughs> so you have that, and then a, what a week or so later you would have uh, the Bush clash, and then just you mm-hmm. know everybody just all the race teams you know down in Florida getting ready. I mean, it, it's funny to me that. You know, well, not funny. I guess ironic would be the term I would use, Paul. That you know, you you've got all this, all these teams having financial trouble. I mean, that's part of the problem with NASCAR right now. I think is that you do you've got sponsors leaving and all that, and you know, when you have Denny Hamlin, you know, struggling to get a sponsor. I mean, that well, not that he's struggling, but that you know, he's parted with his longtime sponsor FedEx. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I'm babbling here, Paul. Is that you know, you've got all these teams struggling, you know, to make ends meet. And then, hey, let's make you drive across the country and participate in the, uh, you know, in the Bush Clash when you can have everybody down in Florida and saving money. I mean, do you not see the irony there a little bit? I, I do, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Um, it 
I think one of the downsides to going to Los Angeles was the amount of of effort they get out there. Um, the amount of Paul, 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 let let me interrupt you. I don't know what you have done with your phone, but, uh, you're only coming in about 50% right now. Oh, sorry about that. Is this any better? That is much better, much better. Okay. I forgot my phone wasn't in my pocket and I was trying to, uh, I was trying to let, uh, trying to get Chase back in the house, but he would he would quit barking. And uh, we should let people know you're talking about Chase, your dog, not Chase Elliott, who's in your right. backyard. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and so my phone went in my pocket, so I got a little far away from it. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty big financial lift to to load these race cars, go all the way out to California, take all the people that you need to go out there, and then and then come on back. The the downside to, to Daytona and running the speed weeks there is we're going to qualify, but next next week when you and I talk, we will have a full field for the Daytona 500. We will have set the front row in qualifying, which will happen on Wednesday. We'll run the dual races, which will happen next Thursday. Uh, so next time we talk, Brian, there will be a set field for the Daytona 500. I make that point to bring up that these teams are going to arrive in Daytona on Tuesday. The haulers are going to arrive in, in, in Daytona on Tuesday. These teams aren't leaving until Sunday. So wow. they're spending wow. a, a ton of money on, on food. They're spending a ton of money on hotels, uh, on transportation to and from the racetrack uh, for, for drivers, for crew chiefs, for pit crew, for engineers, whoever, whoever they need. On, on a race weekend, and Daytona is already a lot longer of a race weekend. And then you add into the mix, let's say you go back to Daytona for the clash. Now, now you start to have this even longer stay at Daytona, right? Like, are, are you gonna, are you gonna run the clash and send everybody back to the race shops and then bring them all back down a few days later? That's certainly something you can do. Um, but I don't, I don't know how the teams would approach that. And, and you're, you're not just bringing the teams down there, but you're bringing all of NASCAR's officials down there. You're bringing uh, the the folks over at the Motor Racing Network. You're bringing folks from from Fox, and all these entities are traveling in, and they're and they're spending money to to stay on site. And Speed Weeks means that you're pretty much there for for almost a solid two weeks. So all that kind of plays a factor into it all. So there's like I said, there's pros and cons to going back to Daytona. That voice you're listening to, that's Paul Whittington. He is our NASCAR expert. He's our NHL, our Carolina Hurricanes expert. Uh, he comes on every Friday here in our first hour of the Brian Hanks show to uh, get us caught up on everything. Well, look, before we segue into uh, Hurricanes, and I definitely want to get some Super Bowl talk from you too here before our hour is out, uh, NASCAR news, anything happening, I man, is we're gearing up for, like you said, everybody gets there Tuesday, and it, 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 it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun next week. Uh, any breaking news, anything happening that we need to catch people up on? Not at all. Oh, uh, okay. Denny, Hamlin, <laughs> Denny Hamlin won the clash. Uh, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good race. Uh, there were, there were some good sparks, uh, an argument after the race between Joe Logano and Ty Gibbs, uh, that, that sparked a little bit of drama post clash and whose fault, whose fault was that, that by the way? No, no, no. I'm not going to let you gloss over that. Was that Ty Gibbs's fault? Or was that uh, Joey Logano's fault? Their little uh, scrape up that they had out there. Yeah, I I think it was probably mostly Ty Gibbs' fault. Um, 
that's not to say that Joey wasn't completely blameless in it all. I mean, they were they were beating and banging and moving moving people. Joey's takeaway was that Ty Gibbs completely used him up and and just ran ran him basically into the outside fence. And then I think Joey maybe tried to retaliate or something. I don't know. It's just uh, I didn't even realize that it had happened until after the race when they showed those two arguing. Yeah. Just didn't even realize well, that. Well, there was so much and, beating and, and banging, a, yeah. Right, yeah. It's, how do you not beat and bang on a quarter-mile <laughs> racetrack with 20, 23 cars out there? Um, and, and it just, on a restart, I guess Ty Gibbs moved him up the racetrack, but the, the turns are so narrow. I mean, everybody's already at the top side of the racetrack. So, I don't know. I I didn't notice anything in particular during, during the race. Uh, uh, the Fox crew didn't seem to notice anything outrageous either and then those two were arguing after after excuse me after the race outside of the ty gibbs holler gotta tell you man joey's new locks of hair i i gotta tell you man i mean he looks pretty good doesn't he this is weird <laughs> this is this weird. weird well i'm about to get maybe even a degree weirder on you here well you're not going to comment on Shocker. that though nope <laughs> there you go. Uh, I love that he's embraced it, man. You know, I mean that. That's and I mean it. it who yeah. else I was seeing the other day that uh, was doing this hair commercial? Golly, man! I wish I'd. I'll think of a problem. I hope before uh, you get off the line here. But I got to tell you this, dude. I've not played a game on my PlayStation in forever, dude. I mean, and mm-hmm. when I say forever, I think the last uh, exactly, dude. The last. Uh, uh madden i bought was probably four years ago but uh your brother at some point and we're talking about scotty boy the son of kinston mm-hmm. had put uh nascar heat on my uh playstation i mean i don't even have the disc for it it just so i clicked on it just to see dude and it had like 12 trial races on it man i've been playing that a little i played some last <laughs> night dude now bear in mind it's That's six cool. years it's six years old dude it's back to the yeah. 2018 uh uh daytona five or uh, yeah, the 2018 Daytona 500. But here's my question I have for you, and you just sort of answered it there when you said you don't play anymore. Are there any good that you don't have to buy a steering wheel for or anything that you could just play with a controller? What is your favorite uh, uh, NASCAR PlayStation race, dude? Yeah, I mean, I, I have the uh, I have several versions of the NASCAR Heat. Uh, I think the last one that I had was NASCAR Heat 5. Okay. I think it was, and then, or maybe it was NASCAR Heat Ford. I never bought five, and then they kind of rebranded to NASCAR uh, Ignition. Um, but you know, the the next iteration of the the NASCAR video game is supposed to be from from iRacing. Okay. So I'm I'm excited about that, and and you don't need the steering wheel or anything to race those. You just need the regular controller and, and the ability to, to to hit the gas pedal. Um, I I don't. I, I want a game where there is an ability to use the brake that doesn't spin you out. Okay. Yeah, and that's I agree. The, yes, the, yes. That's the one part I have never been able to figure out is braking with that controller, with that just regular PlayStation or Xbox controller, using that little trigger to brake, and then you barely touch it, and then all of a sudden the wheels are locked up and the, and the back end's coming around. Well, I agree. Well, this is NASCAR Heat Three that I'm playing. So, uh, yeah. and like I said, I've uh, Scott played a little bit of it the other night. Like I said, I played. Uh, I've it's like there's 12 trial races. I think I've done seven of them now, 
and uh, you can set it up to where there's no damage to your car, which is so unrealistic and not really that fun. Because I've actually <laughs> won two races doing that, dude. You know, yeah. It is what it is. I well, you know, to... growing up, I was I was not at all a Tony Stewart fan. Okay. And so we, we had NASCAR games on, on the Xbox. We had NASCAR games on the PlayStation 2. Um, I said Xbox. I meant Nintendo 64. Yeah. The Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 2, we... We had NASCAR games and all that. I used to, to really like, um, there was uh, NASCAR Thunder 2005, which was uh, just a phenomenal <laughs> NASCAR game. It had Dell Earnhardt Jr. on the cover. came from EA Sports. Um, and I would and I would get on Daytona, Talladega, and take the green flag with, with Tony Stewart's race car, turn around backwards, and just meet the field head on. <laughs> you know what? I could see you doing it. How much fun was that? Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. I, I always tried to see like how high my car could flip. Yeah. Wow. And just cause, cause a lot of mayhem. Well, let me ask you this, because I I have to use the what the the left whatever to turn. I wish they would set it up. Or is there a way that you can set it up to where you can just turn it with the controller that you don't have to you know do the button duh, 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 you know when you're making your left turns. Not on a conventional. Um, Doggone it. PlayStation controller. I think there is controllers out there that you can do that where you can just kind of turn the the controller and it'll turn, I think, because there's like something that you can add to PlayStation that connects like movement or something, but I've never experimented with it. Well, like I said, I, I've actually had fun with it, and I got to tell you, if there's a new – when's the newest game coming out? I guess my point in bringing all this up is I'm practicing with this game and actually kind of having some fun with it. I'm probably, for the first time, going to buy a, a PlayStation game in probably five or six years, dude. Well, it, it's going to be a little while before it comes out. So oh, the, okay. uh, the the that game was produced by 704 Motorsports, and um, – iRacing picked up the um, the right to, to NASCAR, and so it'll it'll be a little while. They're they're supposed to be in production with it. We'll, we'll What's a little while? Is that two months? A year? Two years? What do you think? Um, trying to see if they if they had said. I I, I think it'll be at least another year. Okay, doggone it. I think. Well, I'll keep playing this because, dude, even look, it's just funny the drivers that were around. I mean, Jimmy Johnson was still driving six years ago. Uh, That's right, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's really neat. Of course, Joey's, you know, still in the 22 and, you know, winning championships and all that kind of stuff. So, you know. He, yeah, here, here we go. Uh, iRacing announced plans uh, back in October to partner with NASCAR for a simulation style console game set for release in 2025. Uh, okay. So there's really just going to be nothing between now and then. Yeah, just uh, the the legacy NASCAR ignition was NASCAR ignition was the um, the most recent iteration of the game NASCAR okay. ignition 21, um, and it was allegedly pretty good. I never played that one. Okay, still three years ago. That's crazy. Okay, Paul Whittington on the line with us right now. Let's uh, switch lanes. Over to uh, the all-star break is over now for the NHL. Uh, man, you talk about coming out of the gate and playing two incredible teams. That's exactly what uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have done. I saw you were at the game last night. And you give us a Carolina Hurricanes update. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, a great game last night. 
uh, another win for the Carolina Hurricanes after the loss to uh, to Vancouver the other night. Uh, that first game back, I didn't think that they they really played all that well throughout the first two periods. Like it kind of took them a little while to get their sea legs back under them. But but then last night and and just an incredibly electric atmosphere inside of PNC Arena. Marty Natchez gets the natural hat trick, and he did it all, Brian, in the first period of the game. Wow, which was which was just incredible. And then, and then the the wheels kind of fell off there at the end. There was something kind of weird. Uh, Colorado was on the power play, and they they were able to get a goal. And then it was it was a four on four, and so they got. They got a goal with like six seconds left in the, in their penalty kill, and then or eight seconds left, and then four seconds later scored another goal in one of the the weirdest kind of goals that I that I've ever seen. So Piotr Kachekov is in that. Uh, they they drop the puck at center ice. Colorado wins wins the faceoff. They go to the blue line, and the guy takes the puck and he just kind of lobs it toward toward the, the backstop and was kind of trying to just get the puck deep in the corner. Uh, I, I don't think he had any intention to put it on net. And Piotr kind of skates out to catch the puck, and it just misses his glove and oh. goes right into the net. <laughs> and he literally just, just lobbed the puck in the air from the blue line, trying to get it deep into the corner and, and just kind of run out the clock. And it just it ended up being a, sh- a shot on goal that – Piotr tried to tried to glove and wasn't able to do it, and it just found its way into the back of the net. Unfortunate, but it is what it is. Carolina Hurricanes four points out of the New York Rangers right now. Hurricanes do have a game in hand. They are still second in the Metro, trying to create a little bit of separation between them and Philadelphia. Carolina's played 50 games with 63 points. Philadelphia's played 52 games with with 60 points. So there there is a little bit of separation there. Uh, just got to keep Keep winning, uh, and they got a big one coming up on Saturday against New Jersey. You're going to be there? No, I got drilled this weekend. Oh, serving so our country. Got to focus on that. Yeah, drill on Super Bowl weekend. Uh, I'm <laughs> gonna gonna write a letter to all the commander in chiefs that I report to, Roy <laughs> Cooper and Joe Biden, and tell them about uh, how dumb that is. That's funny, man. Well, you know what though? Uh, the the army, you never take a day off, you know. Well, you <laughs> well, <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, how's how's the health of the team right now? I know uh, you know in goal we've been struggling a little bit with that. Are we gonna are we gonna finally be be back at full strength? Yeah, uh, we we should see Freddie Anderson back uh, um, in the next couple of weeks. I would think he was cleared for for on ice activity, so he's been skating. I uh, hadn't seen much of him at practice, uh, so. So we'll see what what happens there, but but I would imagine in the next like three weeks or so we we, we kind of have it at, if he, if he's not on the ice we at least have a timetable. And then Andre Svechnikov has been sidelined with an, with an injury. Um, he he's missed the last the last few games. hasn't played since since the All Star break. Had missed a, few, a couple of games prior to the All Star break. Uh, they are hopeful for his return on Saturday. Uh, his his presence has definitely been missed on the ice. So. We'll see if we get him on Saturday. Apparently, he is close. Just uh, was was not completely ready to go last night. There you go. Uh, well, you you mentioned All Star break there. Just your thoughts on? Uh, I guess give us a recap of uh, All Star. And I gotta admit, 
as much and you have you, you've done the same thing with me with nascar you've really uh upped my interest in uh the nhl specifically of course carolina hurricanes dude i i just can't watch the all-star stuff and i tried to i watched some of the skill stuff i i tried to dude it's so the whole all-star game stuff is so convoluted to me and you know how the teams are set up and all that, dude. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts on NHL All Star and just and and speaking to a pedestrian NHL fan like myself, not a diehard like you. Yeah, so it's a um, basically in in its traditional format, you had four teams, one one team representing each division, and those divisions played kind of a three on three tournament, and so it was. Um, and, and three on three hockey is basically what they, what the NHL does in overtime prior to the shootout. Um, and so it's a, it's a lot of time and space, which equates to a lot of goals. And so you'd have like the two, uh, Eastern Conference divisions go head to head and then the two Western Conference divisions go head to head. And then the winner from each one of those games would play for kind of the, the all-star championship, right? Uh, this year they did it a little bit different. They had four captains and those four captains chose their, chose their teams and then they went out there and, and played the games and uh, the I forget already it was Nate McKinnon's team that Sebastian Ajo was on that's right um, and and they unfortunately didn't make it to the championship game and and that's where I lost interest because the, the hurricane uh, was was out uh, and they played it in the middle of the afternoon uh, the the same day that they ended up running the clash which is also another thing that we didn't talk about kudos to NASCAR for Bumping the day of the, for bumping the clash up a day early and not making the teams and all sit out there and in the weather trying to figure out when they could get that race in. So a lot of people actually, Brian, had tickets to the clash that actually got to see it for free on Saturday and then got their money back because it wasn't run on Sunday. So you still got to see the clash and then you got your money back. Pretty classy. No, Um, very classy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there will not actually be. An NHL All-Star game next year. What? So, and and I and I love this because this has been missing from the NHL for a, a very, very, very long time. Um, but there there hasn't been a best-on-best best international tournament played in hockey for quite some time, and and I think you have to go back to. Uh, I think like 2016, the last time, yeah, 2015, 2016, somewhere in there, the last time we saw a World Cup of Hockey, uh, which is includes NHL players. They have not been going to the Olympics. Um, so they are going to next year do a, a four-team, four-nation uh, kind of tournament. And so the, the United States, Canada, Finland, and Sweden We'll all field teams next year. Uh, instead of the All-Star game, we will have a uh, basically take a week off from the schedule, so it'll be in place of the uh, the All-Star break. And over the course of nine days, have several different games uh, with with those four with those four teams to determine a a gold medal champion. So four teams: Finland, Sweden, the United States, and Canada will all play in the the Four Nations tournament next year, um, and that is going to basically set us on the path of international best-on-best tournaments in hockey for the foreseeable future because in 2026, the NHL will let its players return to the Olympics uh, to to play hockey. 
And then basically that, that'll happen every four years. And in the, and in the middle, uh, every, every four years, so two years after the Olympics and then every four years after, uh, they will do a world cup of hockey. Dude, I am a fan of that. Well, kind of curious yeah. though. I mean, when I think of when you were going down the nations there, and of course, United States, yeah. Canada, Finland, nor where's Russia at in that? Don't they, they produce a lot of hockey players, don't they? They do. Um, I, I don't think Russia is allowed to compete internationally right now because of, of everything that's going on with, with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so I think that's part of the reason why. Well, that would make sense. That would definitely make sense. But, uh, like I said, I just went, when, when you were going down the nations, I kept waiting for you to say uh, Russian. I'm like, wait a minute, but you know what? That, that totally <laughs> won't, well, that does, that totally yeah. makes sense for sure. Okay. Uh, just last question about, and we'll circle back to the hurricanes for a second. Well, what are you anticipating over the next, what we've, we've still got regular season all the way through April 16th. So what for two more than two more months, what are you anticipating from, uh, from our hurricanes over the next couple of months? Well, I anticipate Andre Spetsnikov will be back. Um, and you have guys that are, that are playing really well. The penalty kill was, was very sharp last night. Um, the, the power play looked, looked really good as well. So you've seen a lot of improvement, uh, just from, from special teams. Uh, the defensive pairings seem to be really good right now. And, and they don't seem to have let up from, from where they were before the all-star break. Uh, I, I think this is a team that can certainly win, win a lot of games. With, with what's left in February. Uh, they, they seem to be primed for it right now. They're scoring goals at a high clip. Uh, they're, they're getting great defensive play. Uh, and and they're, they're getting a really good showing from, from the goaltenders, uh, for, for the most part, with the exception of like those, those little lob pass goals that went in last night. He ended up getting pulled after that goal too, by the way, oh. which, I thought was the right, which I thought was the right call. Um, because that, that goal kind of ended the period. There was, there was like three seconds left in the period after that goal. And, and so uh, he did not come out for the second period. Uh, Kachekov ended up finishing the game because Ranta didn't, didn't come back after the second period because apparently he got hurt. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was the right decision because you can't let in a goal like that. You got to catch that puck. Yeah, absolutely. Paul Weddington on the line with us here for the next, uh, for a few more minutes here as we, uh, Top out our uh, first hour here on the Brian Hanks show. Uh, we've talked NASCAR. We've talked NHL and Carolina Hurricanes. Let's get some Super Bowl talking. We're going to have a lot of that in our next hour with uh, Terrence Copper here uh, in studio. But I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts. And, and you are one of our faithful underdog fantasy guys. How Are there any uh, anything that's jumping out at you? Because I've got a few... Uh, a few more or less uh, wagers that I'm going to be doing. Uh, I just, I guess, start with that and uh, give us your thoughts on uh, on on the big game on Sunday. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at any of the uh, the betting lines for it yet. To to be completely honest, I haven't looked. Um, I got to tell you, I just have no interest in this game. I, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, always always a great spectacle, uh, but I just don't care when it comes to these two teams just haven't haven't been able to get super excited about it yeah maybe part of that's still a little bitter because my ravens aren't playing in it but um you know i i, I kept seeing ads yesterday for there's a bakery somewhere in eastern north carolina that has made they posted a picture of all their super bowl themed cakes brian uh-huh 
Not one of them was about either one of the two teams playing. They were all Taylor Swift football cakes. Oh, dude. Those are not God. Super Bowl themed. And, like, I'm just <laughs> – I'm also I'm, – I'm tired of that being, like, the dominating storyline. Yeah. Um, you know, happy, happy that Travis Kelsey's girlfriend gets to go to the game, but, like, there, there's so much more to the to the Super Bowl than that. I did I did find it funny this week. Um, the head of uh, CBS Sports, Brad McManus, I think his name is, um, in in his media availability back on Monday, uh, did say that um, CBS is uh, the NFL has let CBS know that this will be the first time in the history of the Super Bowl that uh, the game will go into do- double overtime. They are anxiously preparing for that. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was great because there's been, you know, a lot of a lot of conversation about about the script and stuff like that, yeah. and for for him to say that was was pretty funny. Now, what happens when this game goes into double overtime? <laughs> people <laughs> people don't think that ain't so funny hate. anymore. Yeah, don't think they're not going to have that uh, that clip ready to play. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I mean, That's right. that would be hilarious. You know what? And back to what you were saying, dude. And hey. I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. With uh, Kansas City versus San Francisco, I, I'm at. If zero is no excitement whatsoever, and ten is I'm giddy as a schoolgirl, I'm in about a two, dude. I'm in about a. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm a little excited because I love, you know, I love the Super Bowl and all that. But if just one of those games in the the champion or you know the NFC and AFC championship games had gone the other way, I mean, obviously Baltimore would have loved to have seen you know you and Scott and you know, and Lamar and all that, you know, just how excited that would have been. Or even if Detroit had won, can you imagine what mm-hmm. yeah. the, the storylines would be right now? But, dude, Kansas City, who's been here, what, five times in the last six years or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. San Francisco, who is, you know, just the, you know, have just been so good year in, year out, dude. I just, I don't know, man. I'm with you. No, I, I'm not excited, dude. I mean, I am really not. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for the game. I'm excited, you know, to have Terrence in here in a couple of minutes talking about it and all that. But, dude, as for the game mm-hmm. itself, I guess we're going to try to come up and still, you know, eat some of your food in the pregame. Uh, I'm excited about that. What I got to ask, well, and, well, first, who's winning? And then secondly, uh, what's, on the, what's on the menu for uh, the Paul Whittington party? Yeah, well, well, I'll start with, you know, you mentioned the, the two teams playing. I just, I don't think that we got the best two teams in the NFL this year. I, you know, San Francisco struggled through the playoffs. They made the plays that they needed to win. Uh, with, you know, they had their bye week, but, uh, you know, they, they, they just barely got past Detroit. I forget who they played the week prior to that, but they just barely got past them. Uh, and then Kansas City, kind of the same, just haven't, haven't been the, the Kansas City that we're used to seeing, but, you know, you, you make the plays you're supposed to make, and uh, you, you come out on top. You deserve a chance to play in the in the Super Bowl. Menu. Um, I I have San Francisco winning, and then on the menu, um, we're it, it'll kind of be some of the same stuff from last time. Uh, we'll do some ham and cheese sliders. Those are Sam's favorite. Um, the 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 street corn dip that we did. We're gonna we're gonna bring that back. Uh, we'll we'll definitely be doing the uh, the the cheesy bread again. Um, and then the, the state queso, which was a big hit last time. Dude, I can't wait for all that. Like I said, I think that's what our game plan is. We're, we've been invited to a couple of parties here in Kinston, and uh, I think we're going to hit yours early, maybe stay until kickoff, then uh, hit a couple of these parties. I don't know. I haven't decided exactly what we're doing. Heck, we might not even go up there. Hadn't, uh, uh, well, I, I'm telling yeah. – 
I am telling uh, the military at four o'clock, like I'm done. <laughs> four o'clock on Sunday, like guys, I'm I'm done. I love. I don't it. know if I have enough rank for that, but I mean, four o'clock, I'm done. The Super Bowl Sunday, we got to get people home so they can see the game, and uh, yeah, I just. Drill weekend on Super Bowl Sunday is really stupid. Hey, Paul, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah, thank you. Have a good week, Brian. There you go. That's Paul Whittington as we're wrapping up our first hour. Coming up, Terrence Copper, IP on The Brian Hanks Show.